Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Lucarello to the middle for a shot. He scores! While on the attack again, and they score! This time, Zuccarello to Kaprizov, and Cole scores! Hartman finds the trailing Ian Cole. Back to Felino, he scores! Back to Brodine, he scores! Oh. Rath moves in and scores! <laughs> And Minnesota has a season score? high six goals. Hey, did he score? You don't even listen to the score? local announcers, so don't give me Declan Goff any of your. What lip. do you mean? You're I, too I, busy sampling. You're cheating on the wild by listening to these faux announcers. I'm the being blackballed announcers. by cable companies, and I have to, I have to watch the opposing broadcasts on the yeah. internet streams. And every time I get a note from you saying, this guy's so good, and oh, that guy's so good. You should have heard we had Elon last night. And I'm watching the wild, okay? Han was great. My guy, Brett Hedekin, go Huskies. St. Cloud State just got his degree. You know, me and Brett Hedekin got something in common, Judd. There's only one school that came knocking on our doors, and it was St. Cloud State. You know, one of us... Uh, Played hockey. One of us covered hockey, and uh, here we both mm. are now. You know, with microphones. Just because you applied our... to a school does uh, not mean yeah. that it came knocking on. Oh, your door. I don't know. I don't know. It's in my family. A lot of family members. Golf family members are uh, St. Cloud State alumni. So says a lot about us. I finally found a start time. I can't stand nine thirty-five. I can't take. All it. All right. You know what? And I complained about it. And who who clapped back at me on Twitter? But Wes Walls. Oh, did he? Said I wasn't with the program. Oh, I Wes. said I said Wes. I still stayed up. I. I use my veteran savvy. Right. I said I kept my shifts shorter in the third period, <laughs> but I still stayed up. Um, but I finally found, you know what, 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock, you go for it. All right. Unless it's like summer vacation and like or summertime, I should say. I haven't been on summer vacation in, you know, eight years. <laughs> thought maybe you had to go back to uh, school. But, um, that St. Cloud State thing didn't really work Saint out. Cloud State. But I'll even say, and this is someone who is pro 9 o'clock starts, 9.30, 9.35 is pushing it. Yeah, it really it's is. It's a little much. Because you're going to hit midnight. It's a little much. I don't want to hit midnight. I, I brought the laptop in bed with me to finish the third. I watched the game from the bed. Yeah. What about, did the missus like that? She was downstairs. Oh, she was downstairs. Yeah, no, she doesn't like to watch the games. She okay. was watching something so, about you how got to the bed. kill my husband. But you got the bed. Wouldn't yeah, but the any... bed's bad because you can accidentally fall asleep then. Oh. So I, I actually laid in bed to watch the first and second, and then I got a little bit... Uh, sleepy, sure. and so I you sat prop, up. Prop yourself up a little no, bit. No, I actually went to the end of the bed and sat on the bed and watched it. Oh wow, you and Stella watched the game. The or, or, no, she stayed downstairs. Oh wow, man, you were you were really isolated. I'm not. Let's just say I'm not always a fan favorite in my house. I I can tell my viewing habits, my wow. attitude, wow. my smart aleck comments. Well, I, I get that one. I am sort of what you would call at times, although I've not been fired yet, the Paul Fenton of my oh, house. Oh well, so you got savvy trades that have now. And by to the work way, out, huh? are we not? Here? Here to celebrate. Yes. Are we not here? Do we yes. not come? I don't know if there's music, but we are here to celebrate the savviness of Polly Fenton. That's what we're here for. Polly Walnuts. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I think we can redo the lyrics here. 
Everything he did, it worked out well. His trades were a thing of genius. Oh, yeah. Who needed Nino? I'm just telling you, okay? We come here to celebrate. Not to bury. You know what I've always said about this Score North format? and What's that? Before it, 1500 yeah. ESPN. I always said this. We celebrate greatness. Like, we never, we don't pile on people. We don't criticize. What we look for is we look for the good. (laughs) We look for the good. And when everyone else is saying, Paul Fenton was a jerk who deserved what he got, we're saying, but have you looked at what he did? Right. Okay. I challenge you right now. So, since they came back from the pandemic. Okay. The Wild is three and one. Yeah. They lost to the Kings. Mm-hmm. They beat up on the Ducks are the, just the ducks. awful. Gophers. I don't. Might, I don't want to. Hockey team might give the Ducks a run for their money. I don't want to watch the Ducks yeah. no more. Yeah. And then they beat the Sharks six to two on Monday night. And um, let's just go through. Let's see if I've got it here. Okay. Let's just go through a list of uh, of guys Paul Fetton acquired. Okay? okay. Yeah. Um, Victor Rask. Victor Rask acquired in what was considered by many of us, including me, in full disclosure, being serious, one of the worst trades I've ever seen, okay? Yeah. Victor Rask, in 13 games now, has five goals and two assists, seven points. He has a plus four. Yep. His five goals, by the way, in 13 games this season, Declan Goff, match the total he had in 43 games last season. Yeah. So he has matched that, okay? He is not, yeah. He is now... I because I still think Eric Sinek is better, but I don't think there's any debate. He is now the Wild's second best center, and I don't think right now that you can argue it. Can you? I don't think. And you look, can. that's damning with faint praise. Uh, but seriously, like you know, I mean, look at the lines last night. Yeah, Eck Hartman now shifted to the pivot, and he's played well. Yeah, I love but that. he's not the second best. All right, old reliable Rask, and fit in perfectly on the fourth line. Benino, okay. Mm-hmm. So Victor Rask is your second best center right now. Now, in fairness, our, our guy Nino in Carolina, he's, not, he's tearing it up. Seventeen games, nine goals, three assists, twelve shooting points, a, plus, plus twelve. Shooting a ton too. He's grabbing a career eye in shots. But nonetheless, do you know how bad this trade well, should look right now? Again, it should. And Victor Rask is your second best center. All right, Kevin Fiala. We all know that this was highway robbery of the Nashville Predators and David Poyle. Uh, 12 games now, mm-hmm. six goals, an assist, seven points, minus two. Uh, but he has played really well. He has four goals in his past five games. He's awesome. He is now on a line that makes sense, which is which is Erickson Eck, Greenway on the left, Fiala on the right. Okay? Mikel Granlund who re-signed with, with the Preds and supposedly is on the trading block because yeah. the Predators stink and, and, might, and might be traded to Toronto. <clears throat> that was right. In 14 goals. Yeah, yeah, two years ago you were right about that. In 14 games, Granlin, three goals, four assists, seven points, minus three. But it's not even close. Yeah, he's the best player on that worst team. It's not even yeah. close. Yeah, Fiala's unbelievable. Here, a- here's another one. Okay. Paul, oh. Paul Fenton was right. Okay. Charlie Coyle in Boston. Yes, yeah, has been a disaster. And by, and by the way, I told you, it actually wasn't for a while, but now it's gone back yes. to Charlie being Charlie. Yep. So I, I read you a headline from Boston, was it two weeks ago now, that basically said Bruins want more aggressiveness from yeah. Charlie Coyle, which is like, yeah, welcome to the club, Boston. Was that Brian Murphy or is that someone from the Boston Globe? I mean, I don't know who's writing that one. 16 games for Coyle with the Bees this season. Three goals, two assists, five points, minus two. Ryan Donato... 
who is now with the Sharks, yeah. who was playing against the Wild last night, but was involved in the Coil deal when Fiala, or I'm sorry, when when Fenton obtained him, 17 games, three goals, five assists, eight points. He has three more points than Charlie Coyle and yeah. as many goals. Now he is, because the Sharks stink, a minus seven. Um, but the point is, at the end of the day right now, if you're a Wild fan, so if you are a Wild fan, and my God, a lot of you get defensive, dare we criticize, said team, um, you can't have it both ways here. No. You can't You can't say, well, Paul Fenton didn't do that much. I'm glad he's gone. And But the team's great. No, yeah. the team is great. Yeah. Matthew Boldy, okay? Last time I checked, he's, he's going to be good, right? Yeah, he sounds pretty damn good. Matthew Boldy was drafted by whom? Paul Fenton. When we when we all said Cole Caulfield's right there, he's yeah. small, but he can score goals. I said that for sure. Yeah, I I think both players are going to be good players in the NHL. Anyway, mm-hmm. the point is this: you can't be a wild apologist and rip Paul Fenton. You either have to jump off the ship completely, right, and not apologize for this team, and be a critic across the board, or you have to say I'm a wild apologist, but my God, I now have to defend Paul Fenton, right. And it's great. Well, you also forgot Matt Zuccarello, who has been the Wilds oh, MVP over the last going, two games. Babe. Keep going. I can't even keep track okay. of all of the successes. Matt, Matt Zuccarello looks like the guy who was in New York for the past seven years when he was just a darling and a fan favorite there and was setting up places, uh, setting up plays for a very good Rangers team. Um, Who's got and, and who, by, by the way, in a very short time, has developed a chemistry with Kaprizov. Yes. That looks like it's for real. Yeah, it is for real. It is for real. I'm sorry. I digress. Go ahead. But anyway, yeah, no, you, you really can't have it both ways. Now, are guys like Victor Rask, maybe is his trade value as high as it gets? It might be. It might be. Is he outperforming by only with 11 shots on goal with five goals and playing 11 minutes a night? Yeah, maybe. But guess what? He's thriving right now. He's thriving. And I think the, the, the thing is, for whatever reason, there's attachment to that core of players the court, the players that were traded away, the Nino, the Coil, the Granlin, Granlins of the world, that fans loved. Mm-hmm. I was a kid in college, too. Thought they were going to be special. Thought this was going to be the nucleus to build around. And guess what? It just didn't work. It just they, they never materialized. It never developed into what you thought they could be. And also, the most important part, uh, on, on, the, on, the last, on the last edition of Paul Fenton was right, I made the point to you that maybe... Those guys that the Wild traded away were never really just as good as you thought they were. And oh, maybe they were. their trade value was never what you thought they were. And I think, You're to correct. be honest, to bring this full circle, right. we're learning that with Matt Dumba. Matt Dumba's trade value is not as high as we once thought it was nine months ago. And that's not necessarily indicative of his play. It's just not as high as we think it is. So yeah. it's it's okay to admit that, yeah, Paul Fenton was a horrible human being. I'm glad he's not in this organization. He treated people like absolute crap. He had no people skills. He had zero, zero people skills. He, he was truly just a scout. That was it. But guess what? He he was a scout and he knew he knew talent. Mm-hmm. Brad Childress was a terrible people person. Good Brad Childress, new talent. Correct. So it, it's okay to realize that, hey, this guy was a jerk. I'm glad he's not part of the organization. But you know what? Credit where credit is due. He flipped things around, recognized that this core wasn't going to bring the Wild to the next step, and he began to tear it down. Bill Guerin takes over, who has a hell of a lot better people skills, a hell of a lot better uh, persona on what 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 is the formula to make what what it takes to have a winning hockey team and a hockey culture. Yep. So it's good; it all works yeah, out. And Bill Bill Guerin is doing a very good job. 
But we just need to go back and recognize that Fenton, and look, I criticized him too. So I'm I'm not saying at the time that we said, oh, he's right and you don't get it. But we need to, I, I feel like the Wild has the biggest group of apologists. Yeah. Like I feel like the Them Wild the apologists, yeah. Them and the Twins. Um, but you know what? Looking at the guys who are succeeding now, and it, the one thing is, if you want to tell me that they are succeeding against horse bleep teams, you're right. But a lot of people don't buy that. They're like, all oh, the while, I mean, San Jose, they played one. No, they didn't. They stink. San Jose's bad. They and, stink. And but get- I'm going to give these guys credit, too. I'm going to give these guys credit because we need, we need to accept the fact that you got to pick your path. Yes. And yeah, and the Ducks are in a front to hockey. Um. And by the way, at least they were. And the the, the Ducks, the Kings, the Sharks. I am. I'm glad they're kicking their asses. For honestly, for the lack of a better word, you should kick their asses. Yes, you should beat up on the teams you're supposed to beat up on. Yep. At the same time, when you're drinking that wild Kool Aid, which I like to get passed along to me sometimes, I like to drink some Kool Aid. You do have to recognize. I I thought you smoked the wild. uh, We will get into that another podcast. You have to recognize that the wins over the Sharks and the Kings and the Ducks are not going to absolutely, the way they play against those teams, is not going to translate right away to teams against Colorado and Vegas and St. Louis. You're honestly probably going to get exposed in the what? The, we saw one game against Colorado, I believe, before uh, the pause. No, we saw three total. Three. Three. Two, three. two here, and they My split, God. and then they went to Colorado It just seems lost. like they've played nothing but California team. I know, and, and I'm tired. I'm, 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 I'm sick of this. I want them to see, I know they'll play it's again. It's not the their Kings fault, again. but I'm sick of it now. They have Vegas coming up here in a couple which weeks. Which I can't wait for. Which I can't wait for either. I and the Kings, s- by the way, I think are better than we thought. I think they're probably the best, the, the lousiest of the best and the best are. the lousiest. But, they are. But, um, but as long as you, essentially, I texted you this last night, if you go, and the math probably backs it up here, if you go, if you take 75% of the points you're supposed to take mm-hmm. against San Jose, L.A. and Anaheim, you basically just have to win like not even fifty percent of the games against the top dogs. You could probably win forty-five. You could probably take forty-five percent of possible points, and that would still put you in the playoff picture for the NHL. So, well, grab the four spot. That's right. all I want. I don't care. And I think I think it's almost. A, it's not a lock yet, but it's they would have to they would have to tank hard to miss that four spot. Yeah, the coy- the Coyotes and Kings might have might have uh, something to say about that, but those. You know, the Sharks won't, the Ducks won't, and the Kings could trail off. And I don't know that the Coyotes are that good. But, yeah, they have a they they, they have an excellent opportunity here to make hay. There's no question about it. I just want to see, for evaluation purposes, Dex, how they do against the Blues, the Golden Knights, and the Avs. Like, just to see where they're at. Yeah. Because I can't – because if I watch enough Ducks, Wild, or – Wild sharks, I can't really tell. And to be honest, if- and I just want to know, like, is this team tracking? And it, it's not for it's not for 2020-21. I want to know how this team is tracking, just period across the board for the future. And to be honest, if the sharks had even remotely, they're kind, they kind of remind me of the wild from last year. If they had remotely average goaltending, I think they're a lot better. Martin Jones is awful. Oh, he's a Dubnik he, is cooked, dude. But what is up with what is Martin Jones like? If Martin Jones has a good game, he's actually pretty good. But he has all of these games where he's just not good. It's just bizarre. He's just not good. But like he opinion. fell down last night a couple times. Yeah, his confidence waned. No, they have enough horse. Couture is still unbelievable. Thomas Hurdle's great. I know Burns and Carlson are on the wrong well, side of the range, but they they're signed, still damn good. They're he, still good. Carl Carlson, that's a terrible contract. So. 
if they had even remotely average goaltending, I think the Sharks are a hell of a lot better. But yeah, I mean, Martin Jones is a mess. Martin Jones sucks. To be completely honest, I'm going to so, be completely frank. <laughs> so we, we can all agree that COVID sucks, okay? Yeah. But I will tell you one thing that COVID did, and it's very clear. It allowed Dean Everson the chance to get his lines right. Do you remember as much as we were talking previously before the shutdown again about the lines and about who should be playing center and who should be with? Right. And, and that's the problem. That is the main problem. And I, these are the two players I care about, you two, Fiala and Kaprizov. Like, get them guys that can they can play with. I know that they're not going to be great, but let's find solid lines for them because they're stars. Like, they are your star players. Yep. And we talked about this uh, pre-shutdown, and it was like they couldn't. Uh, I, I believe in the game back from the break, they tried – Johansson, they moved him from wing to center, and that was not good. We now have on display, though, lines for the most part that I think work. And by the way, they might struggle a bit. Leave them together. Right. I know the temptation is I got to break it up. I got to break it up. <laughs> um, but let's start with the let's start with what's not considered the top line, but I think probably is right now, and that is Rask, Kaprizov, Zuccarello. Yeah. 14 points in the past two games. Now, again, consider the opponents. That's yep. impressive. But consider, I am not I am not going to feed you the Kool-Aid that some will, okay? So we have to sort of stop the conversation for one second to say, you're not going to uh, score 14 points in two games if you're playing the Avs and Golden Knights, okay? But last night alone, they ac- accumulated in the 6-2 win over the Sharks, nine points. Rask has, as I said before, five goals in 13 games. Let's start with that line. And I can't tell if Rask has really like stepped things up, Dex, or, or if he is uh, benefiting potentially from playing with two guys who are good. But I will say the most impressive thing to me, it's not Rask. I applaud him. Zuccarello is. This is the guy yep. that Declan Goff, more than a year ago, on scorenorth.com, <laughs> tried to write a very complimentary, and at that time, correct piece? He was, he was playing well, and he I went wrote it. off the cliff, and I don't know if it was the arm that, that he again had surgically repaired before they came back and started playing again, and, and he just came back from that. I don't know what it was, but Matt's Zuccarello, while I still don't think that he was worth that contract, sure. uh, is playing like a high-end player who with Kaprizov could do something special here. Yeah. I've, I've, is that fair? Yes, it's, it's been great. I think also what, what that line has been able to do is they're they're being placed in situations for them to be successful. So, yeah, when, when those three have been on the ice, they've created six goals. They've only allowed one. Also, Dean is putting them in the offensive zone 72% of the, excuse me, 88% of the time. So when they're starting a faceoff, they're being pl- – Eight out of ten times they're being played, almost nine out of ten times, they're being placed in the offensive zone. Well, that's a great stat. So Everson is putting them in situations to be successful. And our guy Victor Rask, for whatever reason during the COVID shutdown, learned how to draw a faceoff. I saw this stat last night. This is he's, incredible. He's been phenomenal in the in the circle. This is incredible. Look, if, if Victor I'm not expecting Victor Rask to, you know, he has he's got five goals in thirteen games. I'm not expecting him to score twenty five goals. Because he's not shooting a lot. He's been pretty lucky in the indicative of his situations. But if he's being used in the right situations, and if he can win face-offs, that's all you can ask for. That's basically all you can ask for. And that's fine. 
Keep in mind, the kid, the, the guy is only 27 years old. Is he really? Victor Rass is only 27. He looks 42. He does. He does. But the face-off thing is remarkable. It is. And he, he look, he had a he came down to earth a little bit against San Jose. He won 13 out of 14 against Anaheim, and then he only won 5 out of 13 against San Jose. But he's, but he's being offensive used. Offensive zone, though, right? Yeah, but he's being used. All three of them are being purposefully used in the offensive zone, which is... Crucial. You don't. Do you want Victor? Well, he might draw himself in with his faceoff skills. I want skills, Benino. But, but would you defensive want? Zone. Yeah. Do you want Victor Rask in the defensive zone taking a key drop? Probably no. not. So no. it, good on Dean Evason to use the players in the right situations. And then essentially, I mean, Zuccarello's always been a playmaker. He's always set people up. He has set guys like Kreider up. He set New York Ranger players up for years. That's who he is. He is a playmaker. The long stick. Yeah. Humongous twig. Uh, but Kirill Kaprizov is also this like if do de facto center. And I believe Bill Guerin, who was on with our friend of the show, Michael Russo, the other day, he talked about how centers, the center position and the position in general is changed to the point where yeah. you don't need someone to be the, the typical center facilitating. You, if you have one guy like Kevin Fiala who's driving offensive possession and you have someone else like Matt Zuccarello who is the playmaker, someone like Victor Rass can fit right in there because all he has to do is win a bleeping faceoff and stay in his lane. And Kaprizov is basically the guy that drives that line. Then. Right. That's exactly so, right. So I agree with that. That's to, a great point. To the point of, all right, like, yes, I want the number one center. I want that. I want that so bad. I'll have a Jack Eichel trade request that we'll get into it maybe at the end of the show that, that, oh, that, that I have my for notes. We'll get a reckless to it. speculation trade. <laughs> I have, I I have concocted, deprive you that I have concocted a reckless, very reckless trade to acquire him. We'll get into it later. Yep. But also, Garen is correct in that assessment of yeah. it's not necessarily you have to have this prototype center. Centers Other are, players are, are point guards now. Yeah. It, it's, the same, it's, it's the same type of change in Ka- position. Kaprizov is... Evolution is is driving the possession. Patrick Kane is also a playmaker. Is he you know? not? Is he not Patrick Kane? He's diet Patrick Junior. Kane. Yeah, yeah. He's, like he's not there yet. Right. But my God, watch Kane. It, it's just it's remarkable. And look, Kane is unbelievable. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not saying that they are right now the same player. But Declan, watch the styles. Right. Watch how they skate. Like watch how they sort of dictate flow. It's remar. It's the and like if this continues, it's great. Yep. Uh, but you know what, Bill Guerin, that is that is a point I love. The center has changed. It's why I'm curious long term. Um, and and I, I actually tweeted this out last night and got a note that uh, they tried this with him in college last year and it failed badly. But from watching him at the World Junior Championships, it's why I'm curious if Boldy could play center because he can make plays. Yeah, maybe, and that's the thing again. Mm-hmm. But but again, if you are if you are not call if you are basically putting some of the responsibilities on said player, but not putting him in that position. Um, all right, so so I think what the Wild considers to be their top line is Eric Sinek, Greenway, your guy Fiala. Yeah. All right, I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, b- before COVID wiped out the team for about two weeks. I think this is what we ask for, right? Because didn't we say take Felino off that line? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this is a line that I absolutely think belongs together and should stay there. And and again, to me, it's all about two questions. Are 22 and 97 thriving? And if the answer is yes, the rest of it can work out. Right. Like if 18 is not and, and he's just playing hard, that's fine. But everything I'm thinking about this team is about two players. And I think with with Greenway and Eriksson Eck, 
Fiala, who was playing well, I think has a much better chance to consistently finish opportunities. Your think, thoughts? No, I think that's absolutely correct. I think uh, I've wanted Fiala and Kaprizov to play together just because nothing was really gelling. The continuity wasn't working. You want your offense to be a lot more dangerous. Well, the best way to do that is put your two best offensive players together. Don't spread out the wealth because it wasn't working. Well, now, if guys like Victor Rask and Matt Zuccarello are starting to step up a little bit, then it makes it easier. You can spread the wealth around. I guess my transition to it is, are you, I mean, because the guy's snake bitten like hell right now. I get hit a couple posts last night. What's wrong with Zach Parisi? Is this a concern for you, or is this just, is this just mostly bad luck? I gave this some thought. So let's see here last night. Let's see if I can find his shot total last night, because it did feel like he was shooting a lot more. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, wrong on that. One shot. Um, oh, that, that can't be right. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That's the Ducks game. Hold on a second here. Let me pull up the he, Sharks Judd, game. Judd loves his hard copy. I've got my, uh, sco- my score sheets. You uh, are just I wasting love, trees and lo- oh. the whole thing. I'm not worried about trees, dude. I have no kids. I'm going to die. I'm done. Um... Parisi last night had an assist. He was a plus two, three shots. I'm not concerned. I, I think it's going to be a streaky thing. And the thing about Zach is if Zach was your top line left wing, I'd be concerned. But he's not. This is what I like about these lines. Okay. He is now with Felino, who I absolutely love, and Hartman, who, by the way, this is one of the best moves that Dean made. Hartman instead of Bukestead at center. Bukestead, fourth line wing. We'll get to that too. But you know what? That's fine. Don't care about that, right? But Bukestead was driving me crazy because he was centering lines and he was doing, as far as I could tell, very little. Hartman last night, Dex, made a couple of great passes. I I think he had an assist, if I am not mistaken, on one goal. That, That was a great... Oh, I'm sorry. He had two assists last night. Hartman at center... Works really well. And and at wing, he is tough. He was playing well. But this is the third line that they didn't have that they now do. I think Parisi will probably go through some type of goal-scoring streak. But because he's on that third line, because he's not a main cog top six guy, I think his struggles, while, while not good considering his salary, also is not a killer for the for the team itself. I get that. Yeah, I think it's mostly him being a little snake bitten. I mean, for God's sakes, even the post wouldn't bite for him last night. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if if he's not your first line center or excuse me, a first line wing and 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 your top line player, then it's kind of okay. I'm more concerned and I'm more excited about watching guys like Fiala and Kaprizov thrive, and even someone like Matt Zuccarello take the step forward. That I am Zach Parisi struggling. I'm I'm more Agreed. I'm more enamored by their success than I am concerned with Zach Parisi not being able to score some goals. So I think it's good. And that brings us to the fourth line. Okay? Which is fine. Benino, Sturm, and Bukestead. But here is the... So, so here is the, the the dilemma and the interesting point about the fourth line. When Marcus Johansson, your guy, is prepared to return from his uh, current injury... I thought... It, didn't he play last night? No, he did not. He was scratched again. But when he is set to return... He either goes on the fourth line or stays in the press box. That's the my one concern is that there might be an attempt, <laughs> unless a guy gets hurt, I guess. But my point is he was clearly a piece that for the most part didn't fit, right? Yep. And right now they've got three lines that I think are incredibly solid. 
And a fourth line that plays hard. Marcus Johansson, at the very at the very most, when he comes back, I think probably can take Bukestad's place. Beyond that, I don't want to see a move made. I, I really, Judd, I mean, he's been a dud. Like I, 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 I agree with you. And look, I, I love to toot my horn when I'm right because I'm not right a lot. But at the same time, this is like sad. Like it's un, it's kind of unfortunate watching him absolutely struggle because he was a fast player. He's a playoff vet. Two years ago with Boston, he was unbelievable in their cup run. Um, I wanted to see him do something here, and I thought, okay, same thing with the Stahl trade. Like, yeah, Eric Stahl's right now a better player than Marcus Johansson. He plays a position of need at the Wild need. But you know what? Let's give Ryan, let's give, excuse me, Marcus Johansson a shot here. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was going to say last night he was unnoticeable. That's because he wasn't playing. But at the same time, yeah, if if Zuccarello is playing the way he is, where do you Fourth scratch Bukestead? Sure. Is that what you do? That's the most I do. Um, and at right? this, yeah, and at this That's point, fine. if if you're Garen, I'm telling you, like, get him back and get him healthy, so he's so he's good to go, and I, get just dump him for pucks, get a seventh round pick, get him to some contender will bite for depth on that move. Someone will bite. Yes, someone will say, all right, yeah, we'll take it. We'll give you a sixth round pick. I think the question is, which one of of those guys, Benino, right? Yeah, Johansson, Bukestead, can you dump for the most? Yeah. Now Benino might in he might intrigue a contender as a fourth line guy, which I would do. That's fine. And if I have to plug uh, Johansson back in fourth line center, I don't care. My question is of those three players: Benino, Johansson, Bukestead. Who can I get the most for? And that's what I'm doing. And- but but my point is I'm not messing with my top three lines to accommodate Marcus Johansson. And I'm not. I'm not concerned with what can I get for Marcus Johansson, Nick Benino. That is, to be honest, it, it, it's 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 a wash. It's chump change. But if you get like a fourth or fifth round, if I, you can get a fifth round pick for one, my and bigger seventh, concern is which one of the two can help you more. And right now it's Nick Benino. So I'm more concerned with which oh, of these two players helps you more. Right now it's Nick Benino. So if you can get a seventh round pick for Marcus Johansson, even if the Wild have to eat a million of his 4.5 cap hit while the other team takes on the other three and a half, great, do that. But you have to clear him off. Just get him out. It, it, it's not. It's not. A, it's not a good fit. It ain't working. Get him out. Get him out. And they're going to say that if a guy gets hurt, you know, he'd plug back in. My point though is, I don't know if he would become a distraction if he's not playing, and that's the problem. I guess as the trade deadline approaches, I would probably uh, take a look at who I could get the most for because this team's not there yet. Like they should get that fourth playoff spot, but they ain't gonna win a cup. Uh, so if I could get more, I'd probably take it. But the point is, it, it's a short sample size. But Johansson got his chance, mm-hmm. and he showed you nothing. Right. And now you've got three lines that are consistently. And look, they are going to struggle way more against the Abs and the Golden Knights and Blues. I get all of that. But they still are going to show you more than what you got previously. Uh, Kapo Kakinen, Yep. 31 saves last night. Let me give you his road statistics. 4-1, and one, 182 goals against, 930 save percentage, which I believe is among the best in the National Hockey League for goaltenders away from home. I would start him again Wednesday. Now, I know that Cam Talbot was the backup last night, but he's coming back from COVID. I don't know where he's at conditioning-wise. But I think Kapokokkanen has earned the chance to start against the Avs. And I am telling you now, the more I see him play, the more I think that there is definitely something here long term. Well, 
he has been playing very great. Um, I give the net Talbot on Wednesday. Capo's played fine. He's played fine. He still has a little bit of some shaky rebounds. He'll give up some fat ones every once in a while. I'd like to see him swallow up some more pucks. But in general, he's been nothing but great. You, you, you can't knock him for, your, for his play at all. Um, I give the net back to, to Talbot on Wednesday. I'll see where that goes. If Talbot struggles, you put back in Capo. Um, Talbot was the signed here thing to be the number bit. one goalie. And for sure, that should scare you. But Talbot was signed to be your number one goalie. He was playing well before COVID and the shutdown happened. I want to see him get more time, too. I do, too. So, but not. But I, I, I would play him so that they're going to play the Kings on Friday, Saturday at home. Uh, at the X, I would play I would play Talbot and Capo uh, back-to-back there. But the the Capo thing that excites me is there's something here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not a destined-to-be-a-backup goaltender type of guy. This guy has has something that I think you can confidently say that there's a good chance that you have two goaltenders, which in this day and age is absolutely imperative, right? Yeah. Like, it's necessary. Yep. All right. Play the sounder. All right, here we go. It's next up. Well, it transitions perfectly. To speculation. Okay, I'm going to throw out the name, and you throw out the proposal of reckless speculation. One Jack Eichel of the Buffalo Sabres. And before we uh, play, or I give you the trade proposal. In the Minnesota sports media scene, fans are represented by two different yet equally important groups. The homers who play with positivity and don't like to have fun, and the realists who prosecute the offenders and recklessly speculate. These are their ideas. All right. Jack Eichel wants out of Buffalo. Well, he's unhappy in Buffalo. I, I shouldn't report that. A lot that of he speculation is, around is, him, uh, though, trying to be traded. Trying to get out. Yeah. Classic Buffalo Sabres. Sign Taylor Hall. Bring in Eric Stahl. Did you know they, they put Hall, they, they took him off a line with Eichel and are playing him with Eric Stahl now? Yeah. The, I'm t- he has the, one. Are, I believe he has one goal. He has one goal. Skinner was scratched, a healthy scratch last night. Yeah, they are one of the most incompetent organizations. Like in the world. This is why I'm saying, Judd, I don't I don't care if there's new GMs in place. This team will do something stupid to screw this up. So that also is a basis of this a little okay. bit of this trade. Let's hear. It. Okay. The floor of this trade, the foundation of this trade, I'm giving you two first round picks. The Wild have three first round picks over the next two drafts. I think it's more likely the Wild trade one of those picks than it is they make all three of those selections. They have one from Pittsburgh, and they have one in the first round this year and one in the first round next year. So two first-round picks. Two first-round picks. I'll say the Wilds' first-round pick in 2021, and I'll say their 2022 first-round pick as well. So back-to-back first-round picks. That's the foundation of this trade. You get two first-round picks, Buffalo. That would give the Buffalo Sabres four first-round picks over the next two drafts, okay? So good for you. Take your lottery tickets. That's the foundation. I'm also giving up Jordan Greenway. Yep. I'm also giving up Matt Dumba because they just lost Jack McCabe to a long-term injury, and they need some defense help. And then this, and too, yeah. And then this is where it gets it gets interesting. Whoa! So you're not done? I'm not done. Hold on a second. I'm not done. Dramatic pause. Two first-round picks. Greenway. Jordan Greenway. Okay. Matt Dumba. Whoa. And Capo Kakinen to get Jack Eichel. So you're giving him the goal. So I'm giving you a young, controllable goalie who's playing great right now, and you could build around. Goalies can steal you games. Buffalo does not have good goalie problems. Capo Kakinen might be able to step in there and steal some games. I'm giving you Matt Dumbo, who has a high cap hit and is an offensive first defenseman, but a nice dynamic player that you can keep around for a few years. I'm giving you also Jordan Greenway, 
a 24-year-old who is also playing very well right now, maybe finally becoming the player we thought he can be. I'm also giving you two first-round picks for you to solidify your rebuild and turn this thing back around. So that's my offer. I get wow. Jack Eichel, yep. and I bring to the table two first-round picks, Jordan Greenway, Matt Dumba, Capo Kakinen. Now I will say, wow, yep. I will say that the the cap math still doesn't add up because Jack Eichel makes ten million dollars per season, and the Wild have pennies against their cap hit right now. So how close are we with the three players you just traded? So if you add up, let's see here. Greenway's making two point one. Dumba on top of that is six, so that's eight point one. Uh, Capo's making about seven twenty-five, so that's close to nine. So there's still about a million dollar gap that the Wild would have to create in their own cap space to get well, you throw Jack him, Eichel. You throw this back is, up. This is where you trade Marcus Johansson yeah, for the seventh him. round pick or, to some other damn team that I don't care about and where he can rot away. Or he I, just goes to Buffalo. I don't care where he goes. Or he goes to Buffalo. I don't think he goes back there. They, oh, they've tried true. that experiment. He, okay, but you know. So, whatever. I mean, you don't care who You'll you trade. Fig- if, if, you clearly don't if care. If the $1 million is the, is the only stumble of making this trade happen, you figure out how to create $1 million. That's not hard. But your thoughts on two first-round picks, Jordan Greenway, Matt Dumba, and a young goalie in Capo Kakin. I'm not saying that this is still enough to get him, but I think it's damn interesting. Yeah. I think it's damn interesting. Here's my guess. They'd probably want Boldy to replace one of those three. They'd probably want, a pro- they'd probably want your top or one of your top prospects. Um, okay. Just this, this, two first-rounders, Greenway, Dumba, Capo. I don't think I've ever said this before. I'm not doing this, and here's why. As good as Jack Eichel is, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. I've heard too many things about his off-the-ice problems. Um, I don't think he... I think that he would... If I liked him, I probably... This is still tough, but i probably make this deal. But I've heard so many differing things about this guy and his attitude and his demeanor off the ice and the stuff he does. Uh, if I flat... If, if, he, if he had the clean... I'm not saying on the ice. I'm saying if he had the reputation of Connor McJesus off the ice, I'm very tempted and I might do this, but I don't know that he's the right guy. I don't know to give up this package. It's enormous to give up this package. And I, I admire you for, for dreaming up a reckless package that even blows me away. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it with this person and the character that I've heard about him. All right, but don't you also think that character and those questions are are taking place because he is in one of the most putrid organizations and 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 a, and a toxic environment in Buffalo? I think that doesn't help him, but I or that doesn't help the situation. But I don't know that I can blame it all on that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Now, if I talk to teammates and stuff and guys that know him and find out I'm wrong, uh, but I mean, I think you've got the. As huge as the package is, I think you've got the right type of like I could see them saying Boldy instead of Greenway or something. Sure, I, I could see that, but I think you're on the right track as far as what the Jack Eichel package, if they eventually make this deal with like the Rangers or Kings, going to. I be. mean, if you're Buffalo, you, I don't think I can do you'd it. You'd be getting a young goalie who could be your goalie of the future. You're getting two additional first round picks, which gives you four over two years. Yeah, how, how old is the Buffalo uh, starting goaltender right now? Here, um, there are two goalies on there are Connor Hutton. Yeah, Carter he, Hutton and Linus Allmark. And he's the starter. Yeah. Both of them are not long-term options there. And Linus Allmark. I saw one trade gonna, from, I believe... Uh, I mean, it's an interesting... Hockey, it, HockeyWilderness.com made a, a yeah. similar trade, but they actually offered Talbot. I don't think they'd want... Ta- they don't want a 31. That's not enticing no, to me. 
No, not that's for them. not enticing. And also the wild, remember the Wild have Hunter. Is it Hunter Jones? I believe they're yes, the second round pick from. So years back. he's still probably two years, two three years away from being the guy. You're right. But Capo would be the more enticing piece that another that a team would say, oh yeah, give, I'll, I'll take the young. I, I think they take goalie. him. Yep. So yeah, no, I think you're on the right track. Let's see here. I was just going to look up the age of Linus Allmark is 27. Yeah. yeah um, but I think you're. I think you're right with the package. I just. I I need to know more about Eichel's character and demeanor, mm-hmm. uh, separated from what's just gone wrong in Buffalo, and because I mean that is the type of guy that if you get man, it can change your franchise. Um, boy, that is as reckless that, as you can possibly get. It, it's pretty spicy. I, I I concocted it a couple nights ago after a couple Corona hard seltzers. So it's a million dollars more needs to come off the Wilds yes. cap, and can Buffalo make this work? Uh, let me pull it back they up. Probably, believe, yeah. They probably well, can. Yeah, because they're clearing 10 and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. they're not that big of no paying franchise. No. I oh, think wow. I, I it's it's exciting. You got it. I mean, if, if you yeah, want no, Jack no, Eichel. I'm, I'm all for you. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, what it's going to cost. I agree. That's uh, what it's yes. going to cost. Yes. I'm flat out saying I don't feel I can make this deal, mm-hmm. but you're right. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that's too much. It's probably right. It's probably the right package. Yeah. We should get a GM um, on, and they would pro- and they would probably want they might you know switch out a guy, but you're right about the bodies probably and the draft picks. You know, we, we should get our guy Puck Day. We should get Greg Wyshynski on and run that trade. Oh, he'd love that. I, I think he'd actually, and I know the Devils actually might. There've been rumors that the Devils could be buying on Jack Eichel, and the Devils are Wyshynski's squad. So Ooh, that might make them tough. Yeah. Also, by the way, my call like proving that I'm usually very very wrong. Do you remember who I told you would lead the NHL in goals this season in our pregame or pre preseason show? No, who? remember who I said it would be? No, this guy's not been doing well at all. I said Mika Zibanejad would lead the NHL in goals. Oh, he's had a tough year. He has just he's fallen oh. off the face of the earth. They're not. They're they were supposed to be yeah. the surprise team. Yeah, Rangers have not been good. No, six. That's why I know that they've been in. They've they've been a one of the main suitors to possibly make the package to get Eichel. So, did, um, so uh, speaking of reckless speculation, did you see who got benched in the th- uh, third period on Friday night? No, I did not. Calgary, Edmonton. Okay, oh. I got that. Sam Bennett benched again. This is going to end. Yeah, this is going to. They tried him on the first and second line. They tried playing him more. Evidently, his agent truly did go to, I believe, Friedman Fridge. And basically said he wants out or he should be traded without informing the Flames. The Flames are PO'd. Uh, Bennett right now in 18 games, three goals, one assists. One assist, four points, minus seven. He's out there. He's out there. If you like, if you like him, yeah. And he's not going to be the he's not going to be the splash, obviously, or even close to the splash that Eichel would be. Mm -hmm. But he's intriguing. Yeah, he's intriguing. Like I just look. Right now, against bad teams, the Wilds got three lines going well, uh, and I think I think Eck on his line is fine. Hartman, I really do like the third line of playing where he is right now. I don't know if that's going to be a long term solution, but being dead serious about this, Victor Rask ain't going to last. No, I mean it's like fun, that's going to no, it's not. Gonna that's going to that's going to end. So at some point in time, would, would you? welcome or encourage trying to plug in a guy like Bennett to a line that has uh, Kaprizov and Mats on it. Yeah, I would try it. 
I would put Bennett on there. I would give it a shot. Because um, that's the type. I mean, I just, the Rask thing, I think, once you play good teams, is going to come to an end. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see it. it it's fun. realistic. And I know we like poking fun at it, but it, but yeah, it's... it's yeah, Paul Fun's a genius, but that's it's, beside it's, the point. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, it's more of an achievable person to get. He's also an RFA. Sam Bennett's an RFA. Now, RFAs can be tricky. The Wild have to figure out their own RFA issues with guys like Greenway and Fiala going forward. No, excuse me, not Greenway, but Fiala going forward. And that trade would cost you what? what? One of your first-round picks? To get Bennett? Yeah. I doubt it. I really don't think. Second-round pick? Yeah, maybe a, I, maybe a, 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 play, a ceiling of a second. A player? In terms of draft capital. Yeah, and, and a player to throw in. Well, Marcus Johansson, take him. Um Anything I can do to get Johansson off this team, I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, you were right, okay? You were right. He's he awful. hasn't fit. He's, he's, he hasn't he's fit. Good. He's not good. I don't know what's right. He's just cooked. He's just cooked. All right, last thing for you. Yes, sir. All right. Just to make us jealous here, because this poor team in our hometown, searching for centers high and low, moving guys around, doing whatever they can, right? Did you see where the Winnipeg Jets had Pierre-Luc Dubois in their last game. No, I did not. They wear. played him on their top line with Wheeler on one wing and Mark Shifley at center. They moved Pierre. They say it's not long-term, but for right now, and I guess he played great c- coming back from an I- injury of some sort, uh, they moved Pierre-Luc Dubois to a wing. The Jets, As man. this poor bleeping town... Can't find a number one center to save its life. Oh, you're talking about Victor Rask? Yeah, we're talking about Victor Rask. Pierre-Luc Dubois comes back from injury and plays wing. I just thought I'd finish on that oh note. My God. I just thought, because they, they were going to move Stastny to wing, and then they didn't move him to wing. They kept him at center, and they decided that probably, you know, rightfully so, Pierre-Luc Dubois should be plugged in on the top line. And they're like, well, Shifley's our center there. <laughs> we'll just have him play wing. Final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts are, you know, to get, go get Jack Eichel and, and mortgage your half your team to go do this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm glad the Wild are back. Wednesday. I'm very excited yeah. to see Colorado. Uh, that'll be good. I'm excited to see Vegas here in a, a couple weeks, I believe. They're coming to town in a couple weeks, so that'll be good. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad hockey's back. Beat up on the bad teams. That's good stuff. And then, yeah, get reckless, Bill and, Guerin. And there, is no- the phone. and there is nothing quite like line combination talk. Dr. I Goff. do love Okay, it. take it. Fast shoot score. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.